Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Beginning with verse 17, you have the uh, interpretation of the dream. However, the interpretation is held in abeyance until Daniel gives this little boy uh, a little uh, hi- a review of history. He reminds him what happened to Nebuchadnezzar and uh, that he hadn't profited one bit by what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. And the experience of Nebuchadnezzar was to the intent that the kingdoms that nations, that people, that rulers might know that there was a God in heaven that ruled over these kingdoms, these earthly kingdoms, see? And that his dominion was everlasting dominion. Well, uh, so, verse 17, Daniel answered and said before the king, he said, Let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king, and make known to him the interpretation. Now, uh, you see, uh, what good would a crown from a man who's going to have his head chopped off uh, in less than 12 hours? In fact, uh, no doubt, probably less than five hours, because this was night, and that night, and no doubt they had already drunken pretty good, you see, and they sent for these uh, vessels that came from the temple in Jerusalem, and they drank out of that, and that didn't make their wine taste a bit better. But uh, they just—he just wanted to show his disrespect and uh, to the God, uh, to the God of the Jews. All right. So uh, uh, Daniel uh, says to him, "O thou king, the Most High God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor." And for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whom he would, he slew. And whom he would, he kept alive. And whom he would, he set up. And whom he would, he put down. And when his heart was lifted up, and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne. And they took his glory from him. And he was driven from the sons of men. And his heart was made like the beast, and his dwelling was with the wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God ruled in the kingdom of men. That his rule was not just in heaven, but he ruled in the kingdom of men, and that he appointeth over it whomsoever he will. And thou, his son, O Belshazzar, Hast not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou and thy lords, thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk wine in them, and thou hast praised the gods of silver and of gold and of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know, 
and the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. Now, Daniel had to get some things off his chest, didn't he? He, he, now this old boy was sitting there just standing there knocking and trembling and, and, and troubled and, and, and here Daniel preaching to him. Don't you know he enjoyed that? Then was part at that time, see, then and, and this, he tells, he says, and this is the writing, uh, then was, uh, verse 24, then was the part of the hand sent from him. And this writing was written. And this is a writing that was written. Meany, meany, tickle, you farsen. And this is an interpretation of the theme. Many, God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tickle, thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. Perez, now notice in verse 28, the word euphorson becomes Perez. Thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. How does that word Perez get in there instead of saying euphorson? Now, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. All I know is what these uh, Hebrew men tell me. But I know this much. I know that the word, the, the whenever a Hebrew word ends in I am, or I-N, it's a plural. Like cherubim, cherub is singular. Cherub is singular. Cherubim means two angels or two uh, holy ones, see? And cherub means one, singular. All right? The word Perez down here, you see? All right? It's, it drops the plural. The I-N. The I-N's cut off. The U is dropped. Well, any Hebrew word where the word, where the letter U precedes, uh, another word, uh, in the letter, it means and. Just simple, it's and, it's A and D. And so and so. Alright, now. Mini means that God hath numbered thy kingdom. Tickle thou art weighed in the balances and found warning. Perez, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. See? Uh, the word Perez, Eupharsin, means divided. But instead of a plural division, the one kingdom is divided among two people. See? You don't have two kingdoms, but you have two nations, two formerly independent, powerful uh, nations, countries, with historical backgrounds, but they both, at the same time, become the recipients of this kingdom. It's divided. Now, that's important. It don't look like it here. But liberalism, all those, all Bible teachers and commentaries and books that you read and that'll tell you that Daniel was written in 165 B.C. will tell you that the uh, fourth kingdom is the Grecian kingdom. The first kingdom, the Babylonian kingdom. The second kingdom, the Medes. And the third kingdom, the Persians. See? Making two separate kingdoms. Medes reign a while, and then the Persians reign a while. 
Medes have a worldwide kingdom, and the Persians have, but not so. There's no such thing in history. After the after uh, Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, after the Babylonian kingdom fell, there was no such thing as a worldwide Median kingdom. But they combined. The nations were swallowed up in one another. And they were the Medes and the Persians. All right? Uh, then in verse 30, uh, in that night, no, we'll go back to verse 29. Then commanded Belshazzar, <coughs> and they clothed Daniel with scarlet, put a chain of gold about his neck, and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. Boy, that was a short reign, <laughs> because in just a few minutes, verse 30 becomes a historical fact. In that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. See, he didn't get to hold that, that office long. And verse 31. The end is coming, is that right? Huh? Yeah. The yeah, Cyrus, who had been outside, see, had got inside and came in and, uh, and captured him that very night. And verse 31 says, and Darius the Median took the kingdom, being about threescore and two years old. Darius was sixty-two years old. Some uh, historians tell us, of course we don't know from the Bible, historians tell us that Darius was the father-in-law of Cyrus. See, and uh, if so, he was, uh, he took the kingdom while Cyrus was uh, solidifying all of the territory. Now then, here's something else you, you need to notice here. Darius the Median took the kingdom. Now, this expression, kingdom, what is meant by kingdom? See, and someday we will study together, as we will, if we go on Revelation, we'll bring in the kingdom of God. What is meant? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, see? All right. Now, here uh, in Daniel, uh, the the kingdom... It's a transfer of power. That night, Belshazzar no longer had any authority. He couldn't reign. He was no king. He was a dead man. And Nabonidus had already been captured, his father. Cyrus had already, he's got him in Barsippus in prison. And his army defeated there's no such thing as a Babylonian army now. They were taken with Nabonidus. Now, Daniel, uh, Darius the Medan, took the kingdom. The, he was the authority to rule over the same territory that Darius, that Belshazzar had. Let's see. Now, a kingdom may mean simply the authority to rule. It may mean the territory out there. Well, in the meantime, Cyrus had conquered nations that Nebuchadnezzar had uh, little communities and kingdoms uh, uh, that Nebuchadnezzar didn't have. So he had conquered some more territory. But a kingdom might mean territory. It may refer to the territory, the land, the, uh, altogether. It may mean the territory plus the people, the inhabitants of that territory. And, uh, and it may simply... Be uh, um, uh, the uh, represent the authority that a man has, having been crowned king. See, all right. 
Now, in Isaiah 40, 15, uh, and, and we'll finish this, uh, if you got to... All right. Uh, in Isaiah 40, 15, Isaiah tells us, represents nations now. Uh, and you'll hear a lot of people lamenting over this Guyana affair because there's involved 400-something people. All right, and it is a, a great tragedy as far as that's concerned. And an awful thing perpetrated in the name of religion. But uh, Isaiah tells us that the nations of the earth are but a drop in the bucket. You know when you let a bucket down in the well and, uh, and pull that, dump it, immerse it down in there and turn it over and get you full of water and bring it up? And while you're getting that water, well then that rope was wet and there's a little drop falls down in that bucket. Alright, the whole nations of the earth, Isaiah says, ain't nothing but a, a drop off of, a drop of water off of that down in the bucket. And then in, in the seventh and eighth verses of the same chapter, he says, the nations are no more than the dust on the, on the scales, on the balances. See this, this talks about the art weighed in the balance and found morning. Alright, now, uh, Isaiah says that the nations of the world are no more than the dust that you can't see and that doesn't affect the balance on the scales that don't, uh, cause it to, to register. See, wrong. That's how insignificant nations, peoples are in the sight of God. Chapter 6. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom a hundred and twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Now, <clears throat> Darius the Mede, he's 62 years of age. Uh, Daniel is, has been given elevated to the position under Darius to the uh, position of prime minister. I mean, he has a very important uh, place. He's the first president over these 120. Uh, it says, uh, but now notice, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom. I repeat that the kingdom is the same territory that they had in the main with some uh, it, it included all of the Babylonian kingdom, but uh, it in it uh, the kingdom includes authority for Darius to reign over that kingdom. See, he's the boss. All right, uh, chapter two, uh, verse two says, and over these three presidents, uh, and over these three presidents, that is, over the hundred and twenty. Uh, satraps, or 120 provinces, uh, and divisions of his kingdom. Over these, Darius appointed three presidents, of whom Daniel was the first, that is, he was the chief, he was head of the three, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Now, <clears throat> You see, these these three presidents, the uh, uh, the little chiefs would bring all of their reports to these three presidents. And then, if the presidents get in a squabble, why well, then they take it to Daniel. Daniel is over; he's a final word 
And of course, he anything that has to go beyond Daniel, he takes it to Darius. Uh, now, the the purpose of this uh, is the same as with all kings. All they're interested in when they capture a country is to tax that country, to make sure that they get the revenue, that they get uh, the monthly or annual uh, taxation that goes into the treasury. And that's what he says here, that the king should have no damage or that the king uh, should, uh, his taxes wouldn't be uh, decreased. See, still want the government to run. Just like Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was taken, had taken, uh, was taken money from Egypt and from uh, Judah uh, and from all the other little uh, uh, places, kingdoms. All right. Verse 3, then this Daniel. Uh, Daniel is referred to several times. This Daniel, that Daniel. You see, Belshazzar referred to him. Are you that Daniel that come from Judah that my father brought? And uh, then, uh, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought, to set him over the whole realm. Now the king thought about it. He 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 thought very seriously about giving uh, Daniel a number one post. See, in fact, he'd just kind of take it easy and let Daniel run the kingdom. But see, thoughts don't get the job done. He didn't get that position. He <laughs> and uh, so then the presidents. And princes sought to find occasion against Daniel. I see Daniel had been rewarded. These um, Medes and Persians now saw that this Jew... Now look, we just captured Babylon. We've been working. We've been fighting for this new kingdom. And now then, here he is, takes a Jew, one in captivity, and he's wanting to make him over us. And they've got jealous and envious. And brother, jealousy and envy can 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 cause more trouble than than uh, than old, even Cyrus out there uh, tunneling on, under the under the ditch. Uh, so now he says the presence and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion and fault. And what did that include? They sought to find occasion against him concerning the kingdom, concerning the way he'd managed affairs, concerning some decision, concerning handling this problem or that problem. And they couldn't, uh, so they got an auditor to come in. See, they wanted to audit his books. They wanted to uh, give him the, uh, like the internal revenue. They wanted to go back and see if they couldn't find some fault, some error somewhere that Daniel had made in his bookkeeping. And uh, the the scripture says they couldn't find any, uh, but they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him, none in his books or none in his person. Daniel was pretty good old boy. He was a uh, he, he he was a good statesman here. See. 
All right? He's a good businessman. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel. See? This Daniel. This Jew Daniel. It's a term of... Uh, in the New Testament, the in Acts you read about this way, the men of this way. See? Sarcastic. Uh, designation of the ones that followed uh, uh, the, uh, the teaching of Paul and Lord Jesus Christ. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against uh, this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his gods. Now, in verse 6, you have the first time, you, you want to notice this word assembled. This word assembled means a tumultuous assembling. It means a gathering, uh, a, a gathering together that's in haste, right? It's um, very noisy, unruly. Doesn't means uh, uh, it, it not even becoming these princes. But now notice, uh, they assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. Now, King Darius was, uh, according to history, he was a very weak king and was very easily led and persuaded. Uh, he was given to flattery, as most of the ancient kings were. And anybody liked to, you know, he'd brag on them. And, and these princes got together and said, boy, let's make him a god. Let's make him god for a day. See? A god for 30 days what this is. God for a month. You heard of that program that we had the queen for a day. Well, now, these princes, they get together now, and they rush into the presence of, of King Darius, and they, they're going to make him God for a month. And here's their proposition. They assembled together to the king and said, Thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents, and that's a lie because they didn't even talk to Daniel, see, all the presidents of thy kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors, and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. See that? Now they're after Daniel, but they're after him on the grounds of his religion. And so they get together and says, now then you are the only God now. Uh, anybody that makes a petition to any God or to any person other than to you for 30 days, we want you to sign this, this statute. They'd already had it cut and dry. All he had to do was sign it, put his signet ring to it. All right? So, uh, well, that, that made him feel good. See, well, now then, here they are. New king, no doubt they said, uh, well, we want to establish our kingdom. We don't, want, we don't want to let anybody get in here. We want to make this thing sure. We want to find out who these people are. And uh, so we don't want anybody calling on any god other than our gods or any man other than you. All right, verse uh, 8 says, Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing. You see, they already had it fixed up. That it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King 
Darius signed the writing and the decree without asking a question. He was just so puffed up. He just felt so good that, uh, that, and, uh, and then he signed it. Now then, since he signed it, now you want to watch these princes. Uh, they're going to remind the king about it. They're not going to let him forget that he signed this decree. And uh, <clears throat> yet, uh, he signed it without contacting Daniel. See, Daniel wasn't converted. Daniel don't know anything about this. Now, when Daniel knew, verse 10, that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in the chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Now then, this same verse, you can uh, do it exactly like we did uh, over in uh, in chapter 3 with the, with the children and the, the boys in the furnace. You know, you, we notice, we call your attention to what they didn't do and what they uh, could have done and what they did do and what uh, God did. See? All right, now, it's the same thing here with Daniel. Now, now you see, they were going to trap him. Now, they're going to, they're setting the stage to eavesdrop on him. They had no electronic devices uh, to slip in the room to eavesdrop or to, to spy on him, you see. So, uh, but they assembled, and they could see through this open window, and they knew that Daniel had a four time. His custom was three times a day. They'd heard about that. They knew that. For, that's why this statue was written. See, they they wrote it in order to get him while he was praying. All right, now Daniel. When Daniel heard about it, you see. Uh, it doesn't tell us how Daniel came into possession of this knowledge, but when he received knowledge that the writing was signed, he didn't go to the king and say, why didn't you consult me? He didn't go to these princes and pull his rank over. He was over them. He was number one president. See? He didn't exercise his authority. And, but now, what could he have done to escape the trap? He could have just closed the window, couldn't he? But now, he didn't open the window. Look at that. In verse, verse, verse 10, doesn't say a thing or about him opening the window and praying to God. The window was already open. That window hadn't been shut. Why? Because that window was his view toward the direction of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was fallen. The temple had fallen. The walls are gone. It's vanished. But yet, Paul or Daniel's heart was still toward Jerusalem. He loved Jerusalem. He loved the temple, you see. And he prayed to the God of Jerusalem, the God of Israel, three times a day. He could just close that window and they couldn't have seen him. Or, he said, well, now, he could have gone on strike for 30 days and not pray for 30 days. That is, openly, publicly. 
He could have just prayed silently. He could have gone down in the basement. See? But no, he didn't. His regular routine of living wasn't altered. He just went about his business as the Bible says, aforetime. He went ahead and prayed. See? And then, uh, when, when, uh, when he prayed, look at verse 11. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king. They saw that, see? So they rushed there. They run. That's all they wanted. They just wanted to, uh, to verify it. Then they came near to the king and spake concerning the king's degree. And now notice, they remind the king what he done. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, This thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. He didn't care. He still went about admitting. But he didn't offend the king. He didn't offend these men, the princes, the presidents. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Can you picture Nebuchadnezzar doing that? Over Nebuchadnezzar, he raised up whom he would. He slew whom he would. He put, he kept alive whom he would. The, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's will was law. What he did was right. See, he didn't do it because it was right. What he did was right. He ursuped and he reigned as a sovereign God. Subject unaccountable to no one but the Medes and Persians. This second kingdom that Daniel interpreted to Nebuchadnezzar. Thou art the head of gold, but after you will be a kingdom of silver. That's inferior. Don't have as much power. And here's evidence of it. Here was a king that was, that liked Daniel. He wanted to make him even higher than the chief of the presidents. And now when he found out that uh, Daniel is, uh, has been, uh, uh, that he's guilty, or praying to his God, which he didn't care. But now he had signed something that was binding the king. The king was bound by law. So his power, it's, it's going to show you. And each of these kingdoms, we're going to show you that that power decreases. Just as the value of the metals in the image, gold to silver to brass to iron to clay, there's deterioration all the way. And in the beast, 
of Daniel, you're going to see that there's a lion, a bear, and a leopard. Down in line, the king of the fires. Bear second, then the leopard. You're going to see that as we go through here. Well, uh, Darius made an attempt to deliver Daniel till sundown. Well, that he to out yeah, way to yeah, he tried to figure some way of, to keep of his honor and feel yeah, to, to keep his honor. See, and not go, but but the law of the Medes and Persians. See that by once they signed that thing, but that was law. Now, that was a foolish thing to to make that such a law, but uh, but in a way, uh, it's good to know that a law out there is not going to be changed. They're not going to change the law in the middle of. Uh, uh, some operation or some period of time, but uh, it's foolish in its abstract sense. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.